Welcome to the Every Nation Dorado Sermon of the Week. We hope you enjoy this message. We're starting a new series today. And uh, this series is going to run over four weeks. How many of you think the graphics are just awesome? Eh? <laughs> Caroline, please stand. Caroline. <laughs> wow. Wow, 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 wow. Some people come to our church and join us just because of that. <laughs> really, God is an artist. Amen. Right. And so we're going to start a, a new series on spiritual warfare. And we are in the month of October, a.k.a. Suicide Month. We believe that God is able to deliver us and set us up for prospering in every area of our lives. So the first week we're going to deal with the spiritual world. That's today. We're going to explain the reason why you cannot only live by your five senses. You must understand that there is an unseen realm. It affects you whether you like it or not, whether you know about it or not. The second week, we'll speak about the authority of the believer. Most of the time, we understand that there is authority in the pulpit and in the clergy, and leadership in church has authority, but the believer next to you doesn't seem to have any authority. Look at your neighbor and say, you got authority. And so we are going to learn in that week about that, and you're going to begin to wield authority. Number three, the power of his name. There is this name that is given in the earth, the name of Jesus, that is superior to every other name. And we're going to understand that. And many of us, we've prayed in this name and nothing happened. In the name of Jesus, nothing happened. Because it's not like a magic charm. You have to understand the character behind that. And you have to press through with that name. It works. And then the fourth week, we'll speak about resisting evil. The Word of God says, resist the devil and he will flee from you. That means if you do not resist the devil, he will not flee from you. That's right, he will stay. In fact, if you pray to God to resist the devil for you, the devil will not leave. So come that Sunday. I want to <laughs> encourage you, don't miss any of the installments. Why? Because through knowledge, grace is multiplied unto you. What you don't know destroys you in spiritual things. What you don't know destroys you. And the enemy's plan is always to keep you ignorant as long as possible. And so that he can do what he wants to do in your life. And you will just try your best and end up with nothing. Amen. So over the next four weeks, we hope to see revelation break out in your life like never before. Number two, an awareness of your status, who you are, what you are. Number three, breaking out of demonic systems and cycles. You need to understand that there are certain cycles that have been planted in families and communities that keep people in bondage from one generation to the next. It is not just, oh, it just happens to be because so and so. No, it is planned and it is instructed from the realm of the unseen. And then the fourth we want to see you deployed to set others free. How many of you have ever cast out a demon out of somebody? Okay, you will start starting in the next four weeks. Amen. The word of God says, these signs will follow them that believe. Not them that are pastors, them that believe. In my name, they will, number one, cast out demons. Not run away from demons. Not SMS the pastor. They will cast out demons. Amen. So today we're starting with the spiritual world. You must understand 
you must understand that the world that we live in, the realm that we live in, goes beyond what you can see, taste, hear, touch, and smell. If you do not understand that, you are restricting your, perce your perspective and your perception of what is reality. Most of us, we know that the earth is sort of roundish, and uh, we know that we are in the Milky Way galaxy, and we know that we are the third rock from the sun, and we know that there are so many other galaxies, or most of that we have come to know because we have looked through a telescope with our natural eye. But the Word of God shows us that there are worlds beyond what you can see. And it is so important. The question is, what is the nature of the worlds that are in existence? What kind of worlds are out there? What kind of worlds are out there? Let's read here together Hebrews chapter 11 verse 3, 1 to go. Through faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God so that things which are seen were not made by things which do appear. Through faith we know that the worlds, not just the world singular, but the worlds. There is more than one world. I'm not talking about the parallel universe of the Spider-Man. I'm talking about the fact that there are different realms that we dwell in. In the, in the New English translation, it says that by faith we understand that the worlds were set in order at God's command so that the visible has its origin in the invisible. Critical. All right. Now let's look here at Colossians chapter 1, speaking of Jesus, verse 13. It says, He, Jesus, who hath delivered us from the power of darkness, meaning if you are born again, if you are now a Christian, previously you were part of the power of darkness and you were translated, you were removed from the power of darkness and you were translated into the kingdom of his dear son. And then it says, in whom we have redemption through his blood, even the forgiveness of sins. And he is the image of the invisible God. Why? Because God is invisible. Hmm. He is the image. Jesus is the, You cannot know God if you don't know Jesus. Not all roads lead to Rome in this case. Not all religions lead to God. Jesus said that, no one can come to the Father except through me. I am the way and the truth and the life. Exclusive claims. All right? And then Jesus is the firstborn of creation, the new creation. For by him were all things created that are in heaven and in, in the earth. Whether visible or Do you see that? So Jesus created visible things and invisible things. In the realm of the invisible, there are thrones. Whether they be thrones, what are thrones? What are thrones? Come on. We will know you watch that series. Huh? <laughs> thrones are seats of kingdom power. 
right? That is where kings rule from. Thrones or dominions. Dominions are realms that are controlled by a, by a dominion. It is a domain that has, has control over by a dominion. And these are spiritual beings. We'll get there. Then principalities. What is a principality? It is, it is the, the supervision or, 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 or the, the power that is wielded by a prince. You know, the word speaks about the devil being the prince of darkness. And Jesus being the prince of, prince of peace. Then powers. What are powers? Have you ever read this scripture, church? You just pass by it, you know, whether thrones or powers, dominions, not knowing what it's saying. What are powers? Another way to say powers is certain angels. All things were created by Jesus and for him. So what I'm showing you here is that the, there is an unseen realm. This unseen realm you cannot see and perceive through your natural senses, but you can perceive it through the mirror. Your Bible, the Word of God, is a window that gives you insight into what the realm of the Spirit is like and how it operates. You don't have to get a witchcraft book from your nearest bookstore to understand what the realms of the unseen pertain to. You can get in the Word of God and understand. Do you understand? And when you get into the Word of God, it begins to equip you on how you navigate the unseen realm. Number one point. Every realm is subject to a throne. Revelation 11 verse 15 it says, Then the seventh angel sounded, this is the last book of the Bible, and it says, And there were loud voices in heaven saying, The kingdoms of this world have become the kingdoms of our Lord and of his Christ, and he will reign forever and ever. How many kingdoms do you see there? Many. These kingdoms is not the United Kingdom, the kingdom of... Uh, these kingdoms are realms that come from the unseen realm. Do you understand? And we'll get into the scriptures to explain why it is so. Then, the next scripture, Revelation 5 verse 13. Thank you. It says, Then I heard every creature where? In heaven and? And? Where is under the earth? In sure. <laughs> you must ask yourself, if you are reading your Bible, stop when you don't understand something. Ask these questions. <clears throat> Under the earth, ways under the earth. The next one, and on the sea, and all that is in them, saying. If we are talking about animals, do animals speak? In fact, what are they saying? To him who sits on the throne, and to the Lamb, be praise and honor and glory and power forever and ever. Who is saying that? Is that the animals? No. When it comes to words and speaking, only spirits deal with words. This is why it's so important your words, your mouth, the word of God is critical in the realm of the spirit. It is fundamental. 
It is fundamental. And so, give us the next one. We understand that there are these realms. I think you've heard it before. When you're trying to cast out evil spirits, and you're dealing with certain demonic powers, and you, you, you command them to come out of someone, sometimes they will tell you, we are not coming out. We are from the ocean. And you are like, no. <laughs> you are from Vintuk. I know you. you are. They're like, no, we are from the ocean. I'm the queen from the river. I am from beneath. These things are in your families. Tell your neighbor, these things are in your family. <laughs> they are there. You don't know them because they are in the unseen realm. Let me explain this to you. Nebuchadnezzar, he is emperor of Babylon. Babylon takes, Babylon conquers Israel and takes them as exiles into Babylon. While there, some of the young guys that are taken is Daniel. You remember Daniel? Young guy, Jewish guy. He's brought into Babylon and he's supposed to become advisor to the king. They are in the, in the courts of the king, right? Pagan king. Idol worshipping king. All right? And what does Daniel do? He says he's not going to eat the food of the king. And he's not going to mix himself with all sorts of the practices. What he will do is they will eat special foods and keep themselves pure. They will not bow down when there's a law that says you must bow down to the statue, etc., etc. And so what Daniel does is he interprets the dream of the emperor. The emperor has this dream. This is a historical dream. If you go back in your history books, you will see that this prophecy here speaks about the progression from the kingdom of Babylon all the way to when Jesus came. The kingdoms that were on the earth. And what was interesting is, every time a conquering king came in, they would destroy the royal family, they would kill the diplomatic corps, but Daniel would stay. And Daniel would be promoted to be advisor of the next king. Four kings. Daniel could warn the king, tomorrow your days are up. It's written, the writing is on the wall. And that night, Darius came in. And Darius found Daniel advising the king, and yet Daniel was brought in to advise the new king. Now what I want to show you here is Babylon was overtaken by the Middle Persians. Now what happened is, at that time, Daniel started praying concerning a prophecy because Israel had to be in exile only for 70 years, according to the prophecy. After that, they were going to go back to the promised land. But what happened? 70 years came and went. Nothing changed. And what did Daniel decide? He's not just going to let it go according to the time. He is going to fast. He started fasting. He said he was going to fast for 21 days. On the 21st day when he was fasting, an angel appeared in his room. Gabriel. Re you remember the angel that spoke to Mary? He is the messenger angel. He appeared in Daniel's room. Daniel was afraid. And he said to, uh, the angel said to Daniel, fear not, O Daniel, beloved of God. From the day that you set your eye to pray and to fast, I was sent to you. So not on the day when he arrived. On the day that you decided to pray about this issue, your answer was sent. But between the time that your answer was sent and the 21 days when you received it, something was happening in between here. In the unseen realm. Many times you are praying about something. From God's side, he, he, he's saying, I sent it. 
And you're saying, I didn't, I didn't receive the email. <laughs> it's not in my inbox. Between the sent and the received, something happened. And the, the angel explained to Daniel, he said to him, I was on my way, but I was, I was prohibited. I was prevented by the prince, the principality of Persia. Meaning, the government of Persia was operating under a heavenly principality. That means they only had the powers coming down from that spiritual agency. Every kingdom on the earth has a principality over it. And many of you, you are sitting right next to very influential people. You are not there just to be promoted and all of that. You are there as God's agent in that system. And God wants to use you to bring interpretation of dreams and to bring direction because you are there as his man. And in the realm of the spirit, as the Persian principality comes in, it cannot come in without human agents. Come here, Zenevan. On the earth, it is illegal to be without a body. Did you hear what I said? This is a big principle. If you lose your body, you are out of here. It is illegal for spirits to operate in the earth realm without a body. Okay? Because the law of God said only mankind, mankind is a spirit in a body. Yeah. Only mankind has dominion on earth. Even Jesus, when he wanted to come and bring redemption to the sons of men, he had to incarnate. Otherwise it would be illegal. Every transaction, every time he wants to take power from the devil. Because the devil got it through his trick on Adam. Adam gave him, mankind gave power. And remember when the devil came to him, what did he use? A serpent. A slang. Are you with me? So therefore, this is why there's something called demon possession. Because in order for the enemy to operate in the earth, he needs human agents. So what he does is, he either claims you at birth... Or he tries to recruit you in high school. But at some point, he's trying to bring human to its resources <laughs> for the agenda of hell. They need, and if they cannot possess you, it's fine. You are a Christian, eh? You are a Christian. Okay. If he's a Christian, we can't possess him, but at least we can influence him. And many Christians, although they are not demon-possessed, they are doing the devil's work. Just look at your neighbor and smile. <laughs> Say, I love you. <laughs> right? Why? Because the spirit realm cannot enter this realm without you. And this is why when you are praying, one man, the word of God says, the eyes of the Lord run to and fro throughout the earth, looking for a man on, whom, on whose behalf he can be strong. Every time God is interfering in the affairs, God was about to destroy Sodom and Gomorrah. And then he said, I cannot keep this from Abraham. I've got a covenant. I'm operating in the earth through Abraham. When he came to Abraham, Abraham recognized him, ran out of the tent and said, Sirs, three men, please. They, they came into his house. He said to his wife, quickly prepare lamb chops and things. Of them. Come bring. 
And then the men ate. After that, they started speaking to him. We are on our way to Sodom and Gomorrah. The evil in that nation has come up and judgment is coming. And Abraham begins to reason with God. A man who used to worship idols. He's now circumcised. He's in covenant with God. And now he's, he's reasoning with God and saying, Oh God, if there are 50 righteous men in that city, are you going to destroy the righteous with the unrighteous? God could have said, Oh, you're mont man. I'm busy with my business. But he said, No, this is the man that I'm using. Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, and his sons. So he tells him, No, if there are 50, we will not. Then Abraham says, Pardon me. <laughs> if there are 40, if there are 30, if there are. Till he comes to five. Then God says, no, if there are five there, then we will not destroy. What does God do? He goes into the city. He pulls out the five. Lot and his wife and the three daughters. Ah! And the city burns. Why? Because God honors his word above his name. There are laws in the realm of the spirit that are set up. So here, even God is operating. When, when we are saying, God, do something about it. God is saying, can I have your body? <laughs> Come on now. God is saying, can I have your body? I need some body to use. Thank you, Zenova. Give us the next one. Are you catching this? This is important. So human agents are spiritual rulers, actually. How many of you, you are baptized in the Holy Spirit, you are filled, you are possessed of God? You have more authority. If you walk into a club tonight, that zone where demonic, <laughs> demonic activities take place, you will be recognized. They will, be, they will see you coming in. You know, we think because we can't see the unseen realm, the unseen realm cannot see us. It's not like that. The unseen realm can see the seen realm, but the seen realm cannot see the unseen realm. Let's read here together, 2 Corinthians 4. Satan, who is the God of this world. This is the Apostle Paul speaking after Jesus died on the cross. How come Satan is still the God of this world? It means that Jesus has paid the legal price in order for all captives to be set free. But there is an illegal, illegal possession of power controlling in the earth by Satan. And who is supposed to dispossess him of that power? You. And if you don't, Satan will have free reign in your life, in your family's life, in your community, in the village where you come from, in your city. It is you that is supposed to be the one who stands against every, against every force of the enemy. It says Satan, who is the God of this world. Why did we start this service? It is because we understand that there is an agenda of the enemy. He will plant shabins and he will plant all sorts of things. Infrastructure, he'll set it up to make sure that people are brought to hell. But we are called to set up strongholds in the city where people can see the light of God clearly and come to Christ because the price has been fully paid for their freedom. No one should go to hell. No one. The price has already been paid for everyone to be forgiven. And yet the only issue is they don't know it. And who's going to tell them? Give me your body. 
right? He's blinded. The God of this world has blinded the minds of those who don't believe that they are unable to see the glorious light of the good news. They don't understand this message about the glory of Christ, who is the exact likeness of God. The veil is only removed through the preaching of the gospel. Only through the preaching of the gospel. We don't have time to go into Mark 5. Mark 5 speaks about how Jesus, coming off the lake, comes into the area of the Gadarenes or Gennesaret. And he meets a man who is possessed of demons. Possessed of demons. And the Bible says that that man was so out of his mind, he would cut himself with stones. He was living in the cemetery among the tombs. You don't ever go and visit your loved ones there at that cemetery. Because that man was so, so full of demons and violence. And yet, when Jesus came on the scene, the demons spoke from where they were. Son of God, have you already come? Have you already come to torment us? You see how they recognize. Jesus used to continuously shh. Don't tell anybody who I am. But they know. They recognize, if they can recognize Jesus, they can recognize you. Amen. They can see the light of God in you. And then what happens is he gets free because Jesus asks him, what is your name? And he says, my name is Legion because we are many. And then they say, please don't take us. Don't take us. Don't, don't, don't send us into the abyss and all. Just send us to those pigs. Remember Satan used a, a snake. These demons went into the pigs. For those of you who love pets. I'm talking real stuff tonight. Yeah. Can we be spiritual? It's going to be four weeks of you getting a glimpse. Be careful who you get your pets from. Especially if you live in Africa. Maybe if you are in Norway, it's, a, it's, it's fine. But here. I remember my parents were in ministry in Rundu, that area. My dad used to tell me about how when witches start to fly, Right? And you will see the, the footsteps of a human turn into the footsteps of a goat and then lift. Where did the movie people get the idea? <laughs> anyway, well, we will speak more about these things. But just, just take note that these things... Give us the next one. Let's move along. <laughs> don't, don't do anything to your pet. I'm sure they are fine. <laughs> Elements of demonic infrastructure. What happens is that Satan knows that he's got two ways of destroying lives. One is he will try and do it every time with the temptation directly. The other way is he will set up demonic infrastructure. It will be placed inside the city inside the clan, inside the family. It will be things that are now a norm. So that if you question it, you are questioning something else which is holy in that family or in that tribe. 
So what he does is he must set up structures of deception, things that cause lies. Television is good depending on the programming. The next one, abuse. There are some families and some cultures and some tribes where abuse is normal. It's normal. It has now become an infrastructure that it happens by itself. In fact, the people, that family enforces it themselves. Especially sexual abuse. No, the, the daughter is underage, yes, at this age, she must come and then she must be uh, fondled or she must be touched by this person and by that person. It's our culture. And if you say, no, I, I, no we cannot do that because you are going against the whole system. Bad debts. Destroying lives. Ignorance. Systemic, systemic. It must make sure that this family doesn't know anything outside. It closes off all sorts of truth. Broken marriage. What broken marriage does is it opens up the children. It opens up the wife. You might say, no, but in, in, I've, I've overcome that divorce and now we are happy and all. You don't understand what is happening in the realm of the spirit generationally. The thief comes only to steal, to kill, and to destroy. Sexual perversion. Sexual perversion, things like, a perversion is like, this is how it should be, and then we go this way. So things like homosexuality, it's a sexual perversion. It's a deviation, even biologically, even biologically the parts do not fit. It's not the design. And if you have a system that entrenches that, you will have that promoted all the way without the devil even necessarily needing to be involved anymore. The system itself promotes this thing. And many of these kind of sexual deviations that come, come from the broken marriage setup. Why? Because it opens the children. What else? Violence, war, poverty, systemic poverty. Some people are saying, no, but poverty is holy. Poverty can never ever be holy. Never ever. If you ask a prostitute, is she on the street because she enjoys it or because she needs the money? Poverty, ask yourself, if you are pro-poverty, ask yourself what it drives people to do. People in Asia are selling their children. Systems of demonic infrastructure that promote destruction, plagues and diseases. Innocent and early death. In this family, everyone dies. Once they reach 45, they die. We don't know why it's happening. And now they, they give it a name, some scientific name. I was telling my wife the other day, I think that situation is a demonic situation. So I was, yeah, in medicine it's called this and that. And I said, yeah, those demons, they love those fancy <laughs> names. <laughs> That's the name of that thing. Right? It's in the system, it's got a new name. It's called schizophrenia. There's no solution to it. All you do is you bind the person and you give them pills to sedate them. If Jesus was on the scene, he would cast out demons. 
witchcraft. No, on early death, abortion. Abortion. This is a human sacrifice. We think that, no, it's woman's right. Let them choose. Someone is being killed. And we don't have a problem with it. In fact, we will legislate it. The infrastructure is so deep that if you speak against it, then you are speaking against a system that might end you up in prison. I heard just the other day in New York now, they have legalized abortion till the end of term. You can kill the child till before you deliver it. Or if the child is delivered and still connected, they call it medical waste. You can still smash the child there. What are we doing? And we call it progressive liberal rights. We are murdering children. And we are promoting an agenda which is in the unseen realm. It requires death in order to facilitate certain spiritual transactions. Next one. Witchcraft. We are in Africa. We know this. Even the church people go to the witch doctor. Even the church people go to the witch doctor. Sometimes you are praying for someone and then you ask them, okay, um, the Holy Spirit is telling me that there's something that you are wearing that is like a power that keeps this thing from working in your life. Yeah, I've got these protection beads. Okay, remove it. No. Huh? Are you a Christian? Yes, I'm a Christian. And yet you go to the other side. Come on, guys. Are we talking real this, this evening? This is real. And the agenda is not entertainment. They are not there to entertain you. It is an agenda to destroy the whole family. Why? Because in the realm of the spirit, eh, whenever you get a benefit, hear me, whenever you get a benefit through any interaction, if you've spoken to a demon and said, oh, I want fame, I want power, Illuminati, give me whatever it is, right? And you got it. If you've gone to a witch doctor with a sick child and they got healed, just wait till your second child comes because you've got debt with the realm of the spirit. You have to pay back. We want your last daughter or we want your firstborn grandchild. They must die in the place of this. There is never a free lunch in the realm of the spirit. The only place where there was a free, free, free benefit given and someone else took the price was on Calvary at the cross of Jesus Christ. When he said, it is fully paid, it is finished. Therefore, you can get all your benefits in Christ. You don't have to compromise to meet some bone-shaking, bone-chanting bone, uh, person, leaf-throwing. <laughs> <laughs> then the other one is waste and corruption and mismanagement. It is an entrenched infrastructure of demonic destruction of economic value. And many of us, no, corruption is normal. There will always, statistically, there will always be 30%. Who came up with that statistic? It sounds like it was promoted by the devil to at least give him 30% corruption. Give us the next one. So these are the three ways that these infrastructures get established. First one, culture. 
How many of you, right, in your culture, there are demonic things? You know it. When a child is born, and usually they will do it in the family context, whenever it's transitioned. So when a child is born, or when somebody is getting married, or at a funeral, or some kind of divorce. That is when these transactions take place, and there is always some elder that comes forth. We have to, we have to do things right. Huh? So your child is born, bring them. And then they must go to the fire. Hmm. Can, can I say things tonight? Yeah, they must go to the fire. At the fire, there will be someone who is channeling from the unseen realm. Right? And saying, this child will... Or you bring them to the river. Midnight! Midnight! Midnight with your baby at the river. Cut here, cut here. Cut here, cut here. Cut here, cut here. Under the water. <laughs> this is happening. And then on Sunday, Jesus, I worship you alone. And when I ask you, how, you are a Christian, how can you go to those things? No, it's my culture. How has culture become the, 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 the green light for the devil's work to be introduced into entire communities? And in, if your culture has certain things like, like in your culture it's fine, you, you don't have to, to get married, you sleep together and all of that. And the word of God says something differently. Let your culture be changed. Let your culture be changed. In your culture, if they sacrifice your firstborn child, let your culture be changed. In some cultures, what happens is, if you want to marry a girl, you must come with that girl, and then two uncles must sleep with her. Why? Why? Because it's our culture. There is no man who will stand and say, no, you cannot sleep with my wife-to-be. She is mine. No, but, but son, it is your culture. I remember when my father passed away, right? 2009. And we are a Christian family, guys. We are a Christian family. And yet, 5 o'clock in the morning before sunrise, someone is waking me. <laughs> with powder in there. <laughs> White powder. In the. Come, son, come, come. And then you have to come. Where are we going? No, we have to be washed, you know, from all the sorrows. You're like, no, I don't need to be washed. You need to be washed of all this sort. We need to do this. No, no, I was baptized in Christ. I don't need to be baptized into No, it's not a baptism. It's just a washing. And then, you know, when you start having that debate, because the Holy Spirit is resisting this thing, yeah. eh? then the siblings and the, and the cousins start to, come on, Chris, just leave those things. <laughs> Let's just go and be washed. And you have to say, no, 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 no. Not on my watch. Not on my watch. Give us the Haiti and then we'll conclude. Haiti is an island in the Caribbean. Right? Haiti was colonized. This side of the island is Haiti. This side of the same island is Dominican Republic. Separated by a mountain range. On this side, colonized by the French. On Dominican Republic, colonized by the Spanish. The Haiti had, its, had the independence before Dominican Republic. And that independence started with a revolution in the room of a voodoo priest. You know what voodoo is? Black arts magic? Yeah. 
the nation was dedicated to that. You will even see at the level of the vegetation. It's almost like nothing grows on the Haiti side. And on the Dominican Republic side, it prospers. And they said, no, it's because the French closed them from the economy of the world because they were the first uh, independent black nation. Okay. The enemy always gives an explanation <laughs> to keep you in bondage. The nation was dedicated to Satan. And the only thing that you get when you come to Satan is high debt that you cannot afford and death and destruction. Why is Africa where it is? It's not because Christianity hasn't come in with the light of the gospel. Christianity has not been able to touch this thing called culture. Why? Because the culture thing is where the things, it's the infrastructure that holds the most sacred practices. If you touch that thing, then you are no longer a this. You are no longer part of our tribe and therefore go with your Christianity, white religion things. Hey! But the word of God says, I said before you life and death, blessing and cursing. Choose life so that you and your descendants may live. For some of you, you have now chosen to become a Christian. It might have implications for your culture. What's the good thing in the culture? Keep the language. Yeah, keep the language. Keep the dancing. Some of the dancing you can't keep. Yeah. <laughs> in the Angolan culture, we've got this thing called uh, Tarashinya, eh? Kizomba. Boom, boom, boom. With a girl that's not your wife. Boom, boom. <laughs> it's in the culture. I remember there were photographer friends of mine from Stellenbosch. They went to do a wedding in Luanda. They couldn't believe their eyes. I said, no, it's normal, guys. How can that be normal? <laughs> they couldn't believe, but it is normal. The infrastructure has been entrenched. Are you going to tell the whole nation to stop dancing like that? Who are you? Continue reading your Bible and have peace by yourself in your corner. Don't come and touch our holy culture. And over the next four weeks, we'll be addressing these things. And some of you, you will have to speak up in those meetings and say, sorry guys, we cannot bring that baby to be murdered by the ancestors. And let me say this lastly, there's this thing in Africa where between us and God is the ancestors. The word of God says that between the living and the dead, there is no contact. The only engagement that is had between the living and someone that pretends to be an ancestor is a familiar spirit. It is a demonic power that can appear like a grandfather or a grandmother sounding like them. They are well acquainted with the practices of the family because these things follow the generation. The whole thing. It's a family demon. They know uncle so-and-so better than you. They know the family better than you. And so when you go there, those are the things that are receiving homage and interacting with the family. <laughs> Give us the last slide that says, and this is it. Jesus is supreme ruler. It says all things. 
verse 18. And he's the head of the body, the church, who is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, and in all things that he might have, that he might have the preeminence. He's the ruler. Give us the next one. Do you want to be free? Do you want to be free? This is the question. If you ask people, we are not asking you to become a Christian religiously. No. We are talking, we are saying choose a throne. Choose a throne to rule your life. If it is not Jesus, it will be the devil. But choose today whom you will serve. As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen? Let us stand. Thank you, Lord. Where you are, let's just begin praying. As I was speaking, the Lord has highlighted to many of you experiences that you've had, encounters that you had, that are reminding you that these things are in your family, they're in your life, and many of you need to renounce them tonight. You need to renounce them tonight. So let's pray this together. Say, Heavenly Father, I belong to you. The Lord Jesus Christ is the throne over my life. Today, the eyes of my spirit have been opened. Show me, Holy Spirit, every hidden thing that the enemy is doing in my life. To destroy me, to destroy my family, and to destroy my nation. From today, something shifts. The light is on, and the darkness must flee. In the mighty name of Jesus, I renounce every other power. I renounce every other spirit out of my life. And I declare, and I declare that, only Jesus that only Jesus reigns in my life, in my life. From, today from today and forevermore. forevermore. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening. For more information about this podcast and other resources, please visit envintook.org.